Welcome, everybody, to Tokens of Wisdom. I'm your host, Dave Rothschild, a partner at Cole Freeman & Mallon, a boutique law firm based in San Francisco with one of the leading private fund practices on the West Coast. Before we dive into the episode, like always, please listen to the disclaimer at the end of the show. Nothing I say here is legal investment or tax advice. Well, folks, it's hard to believe that 2023 is about to go the way of the dodo bird and the fax machine, but it's really true. Another year bites the dust. As we say goodbye to 2023 and its rock-bottom crypto prices, let's raise a glass to the future and open an ear to a quick rundown of 2023's most significant crypto and fund storylines, as curated by your friendly Tokens of Wisdom host. Like I told you at this time last year, CFM also puts out a more complete end-of-year update, complete with a compliance calendar for the new year, on our blog, hedgefundlawblog.com, linked in the show notes. So check that out for a fulsome year-end rundown. You are welcome. At this time last year, we were all doom and gloom. My number one story from 2022 was blow-ups. We were fresh off the FTX debacle and still mired deep in its resulting contagion. It was a cold, unrelenting crypto winter. So bad, in fact, that I analogized crypto world to the untimely demise of a delicious pecan pie. In my world, that's as bad as it gets. Well, good news, pie lovers. Someone baked a new pie. When I recorded last year's episode on December 14th, 2022, the Bitcoin price was $17,795.52, give or take. As I sit here right now on December 14th, 2023, one Bitcoin is worth $43,050.40, give or take. Now, I still suck at math, but that kind of growth would make the Hulk jealous. Here's hoping that the good times keep on rolling and that the long crypto winter is finally over. So I guess that means 2023 was all butterflies and rainbows, right? Right? Not so much. I know it feels like forever ago, but it was actually this calendar year that the American banking system seemed to be collapsing faster than Jean Vandeveld at the 1999 British Open. Bank runs ran amok and significant regional banks started falling one after another. First it was Silvergate, then SVB, then Signature, then First Republic, etc., etc. There was a moment there where I was getting panicked calls from clients asking if they could park their cash in our firm accounts until the dust settled. You could ask five different people and you might get five different reasons why this collapse halted and customers exhaled. You might credit dear old Uncle Sam for stepping in and backstopping all deposits, FDIC limits be damned. Or you might excoriate Uncle Sam for hastening the rise of the superbank. But either way, none of my clients are calling me asking me to stash millions of dollars under my mattress anymore, so I say that's a win. Now, on the negative side of 2023's ledger, Gary Gensler and his unyielding quest to wipe crypto off the map, flaunting the SEC's enforcement power over the industry like the Sword of Damocles. I warned in last year's year-end update that all these crypto blow-ups might make the SEC even bolder in 2023, and sometimes it hurts to be this smart. In years past, the commission went fishing in the backyard pond of the crypto industry, mostly catching minnows and tadpoles. This year, they went whale hunting, bringing enforcement actions against Coinbase, Kraken, Bittrex, Binance, and many others. A few of these actions include legitimate allegations of fraud or other wrongdoing, but almost all of them include variations on the same theme. Digital assets are securities, and these companies violated myriad laws and regulations by transacting in them without proper licenses. Go to episode 16 for a more detailed rundown of my thoughts on that argument. To quote dear old Joe Biden, it's a bunch of malarkey. It wasn't all enforcement actions, though. The SEC actually proposed and implemented new rules this year, rather than just penalizing folks for violating made-up ones. 
It proposed updating the custody rule that applies to registered investment advisors with a new safeguarding rule. One pro to the new proposed rule is that it eliminates some ambiguity for digital asset fund managers. Of course, one con is that it would render many digital asset strategies practically impossible for an RIA to conduct compliantly. Listen to episode 10 for more on that. The SEC also implemented the long-awaited private fund advisors rule, or what my good friend Fizikon from Silver Regulatory Associates artfully dubs, PFAR. There's a lot of hair on fire talk about PFAR, but its requirements aren't nearly as onerous as were originally proposed. If you're thirsty for more PFAR, listen to episode 21. And hey, maybe PFAR is a harbinger of impending improvements to the proposed safeguarding rule. See? Glass half full. Speaking of optimism, 2023 brought some good news too, and a great deal of it. Most significantly, the legislative branch started pushing back against the marauding SEC. The most significant court win to me was Ripple's in June. True, it was a district court and it isn't binding precedent. In fact, another court reached a completely different conclusion on similar facts in the Terraform Labs case a few weeks later. But the Ripple decision demonstrates serious judicial doubt of the Gensler position that everything's a security, bah humbug. Learn more in episode 19. Later in the summer, the D.C. Court of Appeals gave Gensler's gang a second black eye when it said the SEC acted arbitrarily and capriciously in rejecting Grayscale Spot Bitcoin ETF application. You think? That decision came down in August, and we're still waiting for a spot Bitcoin ETF approval. But if we don't have at least a few approved by this time next year, I will eat my hat. More on Grayscale's win in episode 22. Also, AI became a thing this year. Seriously, a year ago, nobody had ever heard of ChatGPT. Okay, maybe in 10 or 20 years after Skynet has enslaved humanity, this will be in the glass half empty bucket. But for now, I can do internet research like three times faster. Glass half full. Plus, did you hear the intro to this episode? Bitcoin is climbing. Its correlation to tech stocks has never been lower. Courts are clapping back at the regulatory overreach of the SEC. And Bitcoin world is about to open to retail in a way we've never seen with impending ETF approvals. Really, the only question now is, how big can that pecan pie get? Happy New Year, everybody! Well, now that all that boring regulatory analysis is out of the way, it's time for the part you've all been waiting for. The legal disclaimer. In this show, I describe laws and regulations from a 10,000-foot view, and while this should be obvious to most, I need to say it nonetheless. This show is for informational purposes only, and nothing said here constitutes legal, investment, or tax advice. If you're thinking about starting a fund or you're curious about what's involved, this show is a good resource as you explore your options. But if you're going to pull the trigger and launch a fund, please engage an attorney to assist you. Thanks for listening to Tokens of Wisdom with Dave Rothschild. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please like, follow, and subscribe to our show wherever you get your podcasts. And tell your friends about us. Last but not least, if you have any questions about what we discussed today, feel free to send us an email at tow at colefreeman.com. Spelled out in the show notes. 